Hey, what's good, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to another Petty Time with Wavy Will podcast. I have a special guest with us today, and it's going to be take two. Um, I'm here with my special guest, Asia Warren, the beautiful and talented Asia Warren, to, to be at that. Thank so, you. How are you today? I'm doing good. I um, It was a very relaxing quarantine Sunday mm-hmm. um I slept most of it like I have been doing <laughs> during most of this quarantine but it was still a good day that's good um so like we tried this yesterday and it was an epic fail because we were we really got into like some really tough topics and it was going great up until like it cut out on me Oh, I was so mad because we had about a good 48 minutes of content that we recorded that didn't work, but we're not going to, we're not going to complain about it because today we're going to do it even better. So, um, second time's a charm, right? Right. (laughs) All right. So, um, like I was saying before, this was a heavy topic that like not a lot of people like to talk about, but on this podcast, we're going to be talking about why each of us got married um just so you know we didn't get married to each other so before we're gonna dispel all that rumors real quick we're gonna dead that (laughs) um i met i met asia when i was in um jblm um for those of you who don't know she has her own podcast and that is unapologetically asia the podcast facts uh, do you have any other social medias you want to put out there real quick before we get into it? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at unapologetically underscore Asia, A-S-I-A, or Twitter um, at Asia, capital A, Ace, A-C-E, capital B, um, or my Facebook page, Unapologetically Asia. Hey, that's what's up. Get them all out there so everybody can be able to follow you. Right. Make sure you guys go like, subscribe, and comment on her content. She has a lot of interesting podcasts. She's talented and she's very amazing to look at. So uh, thank you. <laughs> she has a lot going for herself. Um, so we're gonna get right into this. So why or when did you get married? Uh, November 22nd, 2013. 2013, good night. I know, right? Forever ago. Well, it feels like forever ago, honestly, but it probably wasn't, you know, looking back, it was not that long ago. Right. It feels like forever ago. Because we almost coming up on, what, seven years now since that date? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I got married, I I don't even remember when I got married, but... All I do what? know. What? You don't remember the date? I don't remember the date, but I do remember when I got divorced because it was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> I can't even lie to you. Like that when when the when the judge was like, "All right, I now pronounce you divorced." Like that was the happiest day of my life, to be honest. You're probably like, "Yeah, I've been waiting on this for a while now." Right, I have been. So, um, was there any like? Going into your marriage, did you, like, think that, like, oh, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have gotten married, or were there any signs? Because I know, like, when I got married, like, 
before, like, okay, so I'm going to just tell y'all like this. The guy was a regular Casanova. Like, I was a romantic kind of dude back then. Um, we thought outside the box. We didn't get married in, in the church. We didn't get married on the beach. We didn't meet in front of a judge. Um, me and her decided to, like, hire a notary to meet us at a, at a McDonald's and uh, tell us to sign here, sign there, and now you're officially married. But, however, like, there were signs before we got married that we shouldn't have gotten married. Because, like, before we got out of the car in the parking lot of McDonald's, we asked each other, like, are you ready for this? Are, are you sure you want to do this? And then we, like, looked at each other. And then there was, like, this good 10-second pause before either of us, like, actually got out the car to go inside. So, like, we didn't even say yes. We didn't even say no, we weren't ready, or yeah, we were married or ready. We just went inside. It was it was kind of awkward, to be honest. But was there anything like that for you when it before you got married? I feel like, first of all, I'm going to steal your marriage idea, and next time I get married, it's going to be <laughs> at Wendy's. Hey. Uh, with a little faux for faux. Better get a faux for faux with a $5 biggie bag, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With uh with the lemonade on the side because hey, Wendy's lemonade does slap. It does oh, I slap. Might, you know if I'm if I'm feeling bougie that day, we might take it over to Chick Fil A. See, I was about to say day. that. I was about to say that. You better go over there to God's Chicken and get some of that God's Chicken while you get married. You know what I'm saying? And then they're gonna be like, "It's our pleasure. We even have a uh somebody who can marry you guys right now, free of charge." Right. The, <laughs> the whole general manager is gonna come out like, "What's up?" Right with the clergy. Yeah, uh, with the clergy. Uh. That tie thing on, yeah, that'd be dope. Like, we've been waiting on this forever, right? Free Chick Fil A for the rest of my life. Facts, Come on now, Come on now. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. Um, but we actually got married. We we it was an ordained minister, but it was like in his pool house. Mm. Um, he was like he had came back from somewhere, and he was a little tipsy Whoa. not only was he a little tipsy but his stomach was growling we were like laughing the whole time this was the was, ordained minister yes um wow. my, my, yeah it was it was interesting i know um we didn't get to you know post and publish the last one we were talking about but i remember you saying something about like how it was one of those dates that you shouldn't have gotten married on because of yeah, so um, this is an odd fun fact about me, but I am a big history buff. I love history. Okay. And I'm, one of my favorite presidents is JFK. And November 22nd is the day he was assassinated. So, yeah, it was it was doomed from the start. I never should have got married on that day. So you got married on JFK's assassination date. Yeah, it was totally like I wasn't really even thinking about it until the day that we got married. And um, I, I every year, like around the, any any time, I'll watch a documentary. But around his death, I always watch like JFK documentaries. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books is like a book about his family. It's called The Kennedy Curse. Like right. one of my all time favorite books. I've read it like eight times. Mm -hmm. Um. So I usually, so on TV, like the documentaries and stuff was popping up and I was like, oh shit, I'm getting married tonight. And 
uh, my favorite president got assassinated on this thing. That's how I knew. I was like, I should have known then. It ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna work, sis. Wow, that's that's crazy. Very. Oh man. Um. So, how did um you and your ex husband meet? Um, in the back of his Malibu. <laughs> so, uh, wait, 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 wait. You got to clarify because, like, when people say the yeah, back seat yeah. of a Malibu, like, they're not thinking, yeah, like, let me, let me explain, you guys. Let me explain. All right. Because <laughs> so, um, we already know some stuff about unapologetically Asian now. Come on right. with it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can be a wild child sometimes. So, let me explain. One of that was not one of those times. So me and my homegirl, his cousin, um, we got back from our deployment. We hadn't got our cars yet. Um, and we wanted to go get our hair done. We were trying to get cute. We wanted to go to the club later on. You know, okay. we had just got back. We had, you know, pocket full of money. We was just trying to, you know, make it do what to do or whatever. Right. So she was like, I was like, well, how are we going to get there? Um, she was like, Oh, I have a cousin here. I'll just text him, tell him to come. He'll come. We'll go get our hair done or whatever. So she did. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he pulled up or whatever. We got in his car. It was a Malibu. And um, he dropped us off. And while we were getting our hair done, he was texting her like, oh, you know, I I think she's so beautiful. I think she's so cute. I want to, you know, get with her. I want to talk to her, blah, blah. And his cousin was like, you got to put your stuff on. I'm not putting you on because I'm not getting in the middle of it. Facts. And um, <laughs> he was like, okay. He was like, okay, bet. I'll put myself on. I'll put myself on. So um, we get back. He comes. He picks us up. We get back. As I'm walking out the car, you know, about to go in my room or whatever, he was like, yo, tomorrow night, can I take you out on a date? Wait, what? And I was like, yeah, he was like, tomorrow night, can I take you on a date? Um, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, bet. Oh, but he didn't waste no time. <laughs> he didn't. He was like, straight to the point with the shit. It is what it is. And, you know, so it happened. <laughs> wow. That's... <laughs> I gotta applaud that dude too. <laughs> he didn't waste no time trying to get it. <laughs> That's probably gonna be the only time I applaud that man though. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it probably will be. Um, so how did I meet my now ex wife? Um I was I was in uh Charlie T S B on Fort Jackson. Um it was before I went to uh to my first duty station, and it was after AIT, so I was like a permanent party, I guess. So uh, I was going out to the clubs. We all wanted to go out and whatever. So I ended up finding my way over to Five Points in South Carolina, and uh, that's nothing but trouble. Nothing <laughs> but absolute trouble. Right, that's asking for the auto ratchet. <laughs> um, so we found our way out there, and then I saw her dancing. And you know how, like, when you're in the club or if you, like, twerking on some dude and they see you dancing and like, everybody starts staring and then they're, like, literally lining up to dance with you? That's how it was when I saw Yeah, her. everybody wants to dance with the fun girl. Right. The one that's throwing a bite, all of that other stuff. Like, so I had to dance with her. So one dance turned into, like, 27 dances. 
And we was just dancing the whole night, and then we started making out. And then, like, I'm trying to get her number and all this other stuff and seal the deal, but, like, not seal the deal in the way that everybody else is thinking. I'm, like, trying to connect with her, trying to get to know her better. But at the same time, I knew that I was getting ready to go to my first duty station, which was in Germany. So I'm doing my best to, like, try and stay in contact with her. And uh, she kind of blew me off at first. But then when I got to Germany, we kind of connected. So, like, yeah, it worked out, I guess, at that point in time. So, um, how long were you married? Uh, for two years. Two years. Two years, yes. Wow. Wow. Um, Not very long. Yeah. Well, I think I got you beat because my marriage only lasted for, like, officially, quote-unquote, officially only lasted for 14 months. Oh, yeah, you got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, believe it or not, the week after we got officially, it was like a week or two after we officially got married that I asked for a divorce. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a week or so after we got married, I asked for a divorce. Like the Shoot, are- at that point, y'all probably could have gotten a no-man's or not even turned the paperwork. Y'all could have just... Uh, True. Went- this- Went to the county clerk's office, like, yeah, I'm going to need that back. This <laughs> is, that shit out. This is all true, but, like, I was young and I was dumb and I didn't know any better. Like, we, like, after we got married and signed the papers and whatnot saying that we were married, like, we weren't drunk, but we had sex that night or whatever. Um, so we, like, kind of consummated our marriage, I guess. But I didn't know about, like, going to the county clerk and be like, no, let me get that back, all this other stuff. That probably would have saved me a lot of money and a lot of headaches. Because I just know that all in all, it cost me about, like, $100 to get married. And maybe close to, like, $2,000, $2,500 to get a divorce. Even though we didn't have, not. even though we no didn't have, kids. we had no kids, no houses, no car, no, no property together, and it still cost me that much to get um, a divorce because I had to retain a lawyer, I had to pay for some of her fees. It was just, it was terrible, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that was. 14 months. That's crazy, though, now that I look back on it, like, I was kind of ruthless out here in these streets, but whatever, it happens. Um, What were some of the good, uh, not that, what were the good, bad, and ugly that you went through in your uh, your marriage? Um, The good is that my ex-husband was super romantic. Aww. Um, yeah, out of all the men I've dated, he's definitely in the top three for super uh, romantic when it came to, you know, planning dates or coming home and being surprising. And stuff like that. So that was really good because um, I really do feel like romance and surprises and just keeping that, that uh, spark going is very important in relationships. It right. really is. 
mm-hmm. especially to me. I'm very, I'm very, I love romance. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love romance. I love love languages, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the bad would have to be the physical um, abuse, the emotional abuse, the mental oh. um, along with the infidelity. It was so much infidelity. Like, like on your part or his part or both? Um, In the beginning, it was just on his part. And then mm-hmm. after that, like, I was very childish, so mm-hmm. I became one of those women that was like, "Oh, if you gonna do it to me." I looking back, like, so it was like tit for tat. Just leave, yeah. But then it became toward the end, it became a tit for tat, and I'm gonna do what you just did. Gotcha. Um, I think in my marriage, well, I don't even know if if I can call it a marriage, really, because as as much as I look at it right now, like. We still contact every now and then. We still keep in touch. Um, but, like, she tells, she, she told me that she tells everybody that she got a, her marriage annulled. <laughs> I just think that's kind of funny. Um, the good, she was at one point in time my best friend. Um, we I would commute to come see her. She would commute to come see me. She was in Myrtle Beach. I was in Columbia, South Carolina. Um... We had fun. We went out to the to the clubs together, which we probably shouldn't have done. Um, we hung out you together. Think so? Yeah, it was fun. Like, like y'all shouldn't have went to the clubs together, though. Like, it was it was toxic, is what I'm going to say. Because like we set boundaries, but then like each of us try to like toe the line or see how far we can go without like exceeding what we already talked about. If that makes sense. So, like with uh, flirting and dancing with other people. Yes, getting numbers, things of that nature. Seeing who can get however many numbers in that night. Okay. Okay. Yeah, now it was. Why you said it was, it was just toxic. It was just like really toxic. Um, me being jealous, her being jealous. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was one time that I did put my hands on her, but it wasn't like in her face but at the same time I shouldn't have done that as a man you know what I'm saying like I can't I can't sit here and try to paint the picture that I'm this perfect dude and that it was all on her and that like it's all her fault like no we we both were toxic I was I was super toxic I was jealous I was always blaming her on cheating on me while I was out cheating on her and all this other stuff like I'm not perfect like happened i was young i was dumb i was stupid um and i'm not gonna like like trying to hide that or like make myself out to be the perfect guy when i'm not it's just not like that um but i've i've never done that since that point like i've never even dreamed about doing that because like at the same time i can't live with myself or like even think of myself to be a man if i'm gonna stoop down to that level and do that, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to stick up for anybody about why they did it, or justify any means, it's not justifiable, you just shouldn't do it, point blank period, and I was wrong for doing that, um, but, like, right now, I know that me, myself, like, I can, I can be transparent about it now, because I feel like I've grown, and I've learned from my situation, but at the same time, I'm not gonna just, 
trying to hide things about myself. I'm going to be transparent. Like, some people may like it. Some people may love it. Some people may hate it and unfollow me and unfriend me because of what I've done in my past. And that's their choice. That's their prerogative. But all I can do is be transparent and try to be better moving forward. But that's just how it was during that time. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, that was some of the, the bad. Um, it got real ugly, like, before we got married because um, I thought it would be interesting and very thoughtful to um, to invite my wife over to uh to meet my mom on Mother's Day one year. That's, that's sweet. It is sweet, right? Like so like I'm like, okay, you get to meet the favorite women in my life and they get to meet you because you're one of my new favorite women in my life. So like why not everybody meet each other? So um that was a big mistake. I told them like before we got married or started dating, or we were dating, actually, um, she ended up getting pregnant. And how I got pregnant, or how she got, how I got pregnant, how she got pregnant was a story in and of itself. Like, um, the story she told me was that her best friend, who was jealous of her, wanted to ruin her life. So he was HIV positive, and he poked holes in the oh, condom. And they had sex and she got pregnant. That's the story she told me. That's the story I told my people. And they still accepted her, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that I found out that she was pregnant was she forgot that I was on the phone and she left me on hold for too long. And she told one of her coworkers that they can't work her like this because she herself is pregnant. But even after all of that, I still oh, accepted her. And absolutely not. Yeah, it was, I don't know, maybe I was desperate. Maybe I, I wanted somebody in my corner. I don't know what it was. But whatever the case is, I still forgave her. And I still, you know, ended up being in a relationship with her. And we ended up getting married. So, like, after all that, when I brought her down to me and my, my people on um, Mother's Day, she acted a prone fool. Like, literally the first words out of her mouth after, like, introducing her to my family was, I got raped and that's how my daughter is here. Uh, that's awkward. Right, like, especially awkward for me because I'm like, what? I'm telling them the truth, which I believe is what happened to you, and then you come out and you saying something completely out of left field, like, what is going on? Like, but yet, even after those signs, we still ended up getting married. Like, even after... Hindsight is twenty twenty. I always tell myself facts. that. You see signs and you may get signs, but you're like, uh, nah, this can't be. Like, I love this person. You know, maybe this person made a mistake. We're very... When we're in love and we really care about someone deeply, mm-hmm. we're very accepting of a lot of weird shit right. honestly um so it, it is it is it is 2020 so like hindsight is definitely 2020 um but it, it gets it gets deeper like granted like i still took care of her 
and her child at the same time as if they were my own, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I never, I never treated her daughter any differently from what I would have treated mine, um, which we'll get into in another podcast. Um, but like during this same trip, like she would get mad and she'd be like, here, take your daughter type stuff. Like, can you feed her? Blah, 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 blah. All this other stuff. And I'm just like, speaking about her birth child. Right. Oh, yeah, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Right. And I'm just like, okay. So, like, this is at a point where, like, my mom thinking I'm, like, almost like the golden child. I'm the good son. Like, I've never drank before. She even tells her friends this. Like, she's like, Stephanie would never. So, like, by this trip, like, I I had enough. Um, We went out to Texas Roadhouse one night, and... I ended up having like three shots of Patron at the bar, double shots at that. So like it was, it was a crazy night. Like all that stuff was, it was, it was toxic. I can't, I, I can't think of anything else to say, but it was toxic. Um, it was weighing on me and it was heavy, but like that was probably one of the, my like most upset nights that I've ever been at one particular person, but I didn't put my hands on her. Um, I did get drunk that night, though. And, like, my god sisters and my god brothers were around, and we all got a little lit. Excuse me, but, um, it was just, it was just terrible. But even after all that, I still ended up burying her. Um, if Boo Boo the Fool was a person, if Boo Boo the Fool was a person, that would have been me. Um, like even after that, even after I cheated on her, even after like, oh, man, I cheated on her and got somebody else pregnant, but we weren't married at the time. It's not an excuse. It's not excusable or whatever, but like. I got somebody else pregnant while we were dating. Or I would say that we were either on again, off again, but, like, it was wrong. But that's just what happened. So um, I don't know what she was doing. Maybe one day I'll have her on the podcast and have her explain her side of the story because there's always three sides of the story. A lot of people may only think that it's only two, but it's actually three sides of every story. There's his story, her story, and then there's the truth. Yeah. So, um... Hopefully, if she agrees, she'll be able to come on to my podcast, and she'll be able to explain her side of the story. And right now, I feel like I'm in a place to be able to, like, no matter, like, if it was an ex or if it was a friend that's no longer a friend or any of that case, like, I feel like I'm in a place right now where I can go back and talk to that person and be like, let's get some clarity. Let's move forward. Whether we like each other, whether we don't like each other, whether we're in each other's lives or not, let's just talk about it. And move forward and not have any beef. Wow, I really, I really like that. That's like a different uh, type of thinking. This is a whole another podcast, but I'm, I'm very, I'm going through a situation where I'm having to use that type of clarity. So I'm, you saying that just confirmed, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I know I kind of rushed that a little bit, but um, that was. I don't know, I just felt like I needed to get that off my chest because, like, especially now that during this whole coronavirus thing, like, 
we actually have time to like get clarity, like um, mend some broken bonds that are like, you know, repatch together bridges that we've burned way back when. So like I'm effectively taking my time to like try and reach out to the people that I've hurt or who I've been hurt by in the past to like try and solve it and move forward without having any beef or any animosity towards anybody because life's too short for all that. Honestly. It really is. Um okay, so how did your marriage end? Um, I honestly feel like we went through so much, like so much, um, to the point where we were both we both became very toxic towards each other. I became a very broken person, a shell of a woman, and I think that I went through a lot, a lot, a lot. There should have been a lot of times when I should have left, but I believe um, when people say, like, people can tell you the toxicness in your relationship. People can tell you, like I said before, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. So when you're in the midst of something, when you're dealing with something, it doesn't seem as bad until you hit your breaking point. And I had to hit my breaking point. And even after, I still have more breaking points after that. But I have to hit my breaking point to see, like, this this isn't good. And this will never be good. And you can't even fix what has gone on. Ultimately, the the breaking point was the um, him conceiving a child with another woman. Whoa. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, like. So, after that, oh. it was like, this is unfixable because. I, I know some women can, like the Lala, Anthony, and Carmelo situation, some women can forgive that and move on from that, but I don't mm-hmm. think that I could have looked another child in the face or encouraged him, you know, to be a deadbeat dad. Right. So it was like, it was no option, but, you know, we got to go. I got to pack up my shit and leave. I think I'm going to need to have you back on another episode because uh, in another episode that I'm going to have, I'm going to talk about my situation with my daughters um everybody may not agree but like eventually i think i can like reach out to um the mother of my children biologically and see if like we can come to a amends and you know like not necessarily like try and build a relationship but just like hash out all the beef or if there is any beef and move forward from it and and but that'll be a whole nother podcast. But like, I don't know. I think that should be a good one to do as well. Um, yeah, let's do it. My marriage ended simply because a part of me knew that like my wife wanted to be an army wife. She wanted to be an army spouse. She loved the whole idea of being an army wife. Like she said that countless times, and as I feel like I'm a gentleman and I'm a good guy, whatever and whatnot. And like, I look at money like a thing that I can always get back because with the military, you know that you're always getting that guaranteed check on the first and 15th. So like money, money is not a problem. So like whether it was like helping her with her car payment or her insurance or getting a dog or whatever the case is, I was doing it because, like, 
I felt that I was in love with her and there wasn't anything that I wouldn't do to help her and make her feel happy, you know? But, like, it came to a point to where I felt like I was being used and she wanted me more for what I could do for her than for her actually loving me for who I am. So I believe that that played a huge part into why we got married. Like, I also felt that her feeling like she's in competition with my mom was another reason why we didn't end up working out. Because, like, why would you think that you're in a competition with my mom who's not even in our relationship? Like, especially a person who try to, like, help you out and, like, try to advise you on what's best for our relationship. But yet you still try to think that you're in a competition with her. Like, I don't understand that. And maybe, yeah, no. and maybe one day I'll have her on the podcast and, like, she can explain herself because, like, you know, whatever. I feel like we're in a good place. But anyways, like, I felt like all that led up to us eventually, you know, getting a divorce. But it took me a long time to get divorced because the reason we got married in the first place was, like, it was rushed because I knew that I was getting ready to PCS to JBLM. And that I really didn't want to leave her in South Carolina. So the reason why we even got a notary to meet us in the booth at McDonald's was so that I could expedite her being added to my orders to come out and move to Washington State for free at the military's expense rather than us having to do it out of pocket. Which, in and of itself should have been one of the huge signs to say, hey, you guys aren't ready to get married. I think that um, the military forces people to get married very quickly because you're constantly moving. You constantly have something going on. Um, And I think the military makes people feel very lonely and vulnerable. You don't have your original friends and family around. Right. so you yeah a lot of a lot of military relationships are very rushed yes um and i think that's also what like causes some type of animosity or some type of not having clarity when you you think with your uh the emotions rather than like level-headedly thinking things out and planning these things out because you don't know when you're going to deploy. You don't know when you're going to have to PCS or these other things that may like cause a, a major like decision like that. Like some people get married in the military just because they don't want to move into the barracks. Yeah. There's these contract marriages that happen and then they end up beating on their spouse or cheating and then they end up catching feelings for the person that they got married to in the first place when they shouldn't have been even getting married to begin with because it was just a contract marriage and they do it for the BAH but that in the, again is a different podcast um, but uh, what were some things that you learned in your marriage um, I definitely learned strength I learned that you know things are going to happen things are going to flow a certain way and you, you got to be strong. Like you got to be real strong because, um, shit just happens. Honestly, I learned, I learned self-confidence because I feel like sometimes being married, being married or just being human period, we depend on others to give us that, 
that feeling of, you know, what we're worth or what we can do or who we are. And I feel like I felt that. And when my husband, my ex-husband was cheating on me or hitting on me, I, that, that totally ruined my confidence. So I had to learn, like, it's not what other people think about you. It's not what another man thinks about you. It's what you think about you. And it's what you're going to be able to do for you. Right. So I definitely learned confidence. I think I learned, um, I think I learned some self-control. Um, looking back at it now, I could have done things a lot different. I could have chosen to, you know, act with a level head rather than acting out of emotion. Um, I also think that I have learned to walk away instead of saying something or doing something in a physical manner that I will regret later. And like, even though this happened many, many, many years ago, like it's still something that I have to live with today. So it's like, I feel that I have learned to like try to control my tongue, try to control my mouth and my emotions much better because um, regardless of whether you think that's your best friend or not, like, you know how to push that person's buttons. You know how to, like, get them to react in a certain way. And that causes toxicity. And that's that's not healthy for a relationship that should, should be building and growing and expanding and not going the other way. Um, so I believe that that is something that I learned in my marriage. Um, okay, what would you say was the worst part of your marriage? Um, I would say the physical abuse. Mm. I would... It was, it was, um, it was very terrifying. Um, mm. At one point, he had pulled a, a loaded gun on me while I had my child. And you're thinking like, damn, am I, am I even going to live to see the next day? Am Whoa. I going to like, and you never, you never think you'd ever be in that position. Like women always say, Oh, that can never be me. I'd never and you just never you see it coming and you don't see it coming. Right. Like it sneaks up on you and it's it's crazy. But that like was you expect it but you don't expect it. That's that weird. night was probably the scariest night of my life because wow. either I would have been gone or my child would have been gone. And yeah. Wow. That was that was terrifying. Um, I also think the night that I put my hands on my wife was, well, we wasn't married at that time, but in our marriage, like, throughout our relationship, I think that was the worst part of our relationship. It was really toxic. Um, however, we moved past that, and um, even though that didn't happen in our marriage, I still feel like, I, I feel like that that was the worst part of our marriage. Um like not being able to trust each other, not not working things out was also like something that I not necessarily regret, but it's like a blessing and a curse. It's like bittersweet. Like, yeah, we could have tried to work things out or we shouldn't have worked it out or we, whatever the case is. I feel like that's another part that's like, that could have been one of the worst parts of our marriage. All right, so on a lighter note, what was the best part of your marriage? Um, I would say 
feeling uh, the moments where we felt like a team, where things were very romantic. Like I, I always say the the best day of my marriage to me was um the day I gave birth because we were such a team that mm-hmm. day. Like I was going through so much pain. I was like in and out. I was terrified, but like he was there reassuring me if he was there like on my side like we got this we're gonna push the baby out we're gonna be amazing parents that was um one of the best days of my marriage and the days where we were like having fun being silly being goofy not even you know having to go out on fancy dates or anything like that but it was just like days we sit in the house and we literally pay play call of duty for hours Mm. and hours and order pizza and he'd be drinking beer i'd be drinking whatever you know i wanted those like those days were the best to me um i can't really say that there was the best day of our marriage because we didn't spend any time together after we met in the booth with the notary but like throughout our relationship i believe that like because our birthdays were like four days apart I feel like the birthdays that we shared together and had like a couple's birthday were probably some of the best times of our relationship because like we were both happy, we were both together. I understood her, she understood me, like we just enjoyed each other's company and there wasn't much that we wouldn't do for each other to like help each other grow or like support, but even in the good, like, there's still a lot of bad, so, I don't know, I feel like, looking back at it, it was those moments that, like, whether we went to the pool, or whether we went to the club and had a good time, or, like, some of the crazy adventures that we went on, like, one night we went, um, (laughs) I had my Ford Taurus show that my dad got me, and, uh, we, I was driving around or whatever, and, like, we went down this road that didn't have, like, a a dead end. It didn't have a dead end sign or any, like, anything like that, but, like, the road ended up leaving, and it was just, like, a dirt road, and then it ended up running into, like, a, a, like, a mid-swamp or whatever. So, like, we didn't get stuck in it, but, like, we went mud-bogging, so, like, it was kind of weird because, like... We ended up laughing about it, and then we went to, like, a gas station and spent, like, $50 on, like, snacks and, like, smearing off, and we got drunk and had some wild sex that night. So, like, those are some of the things that I remember the most from our, like, I wouldn't say marriage, but our relationship. Um, In hindsight, would you have still married him if you could go back to that time? No. Mm. No, absolutely not. Um, I think I wouldn't either, cause I don't re I don't regret it. I regret some things that I did, but they are also a teaching tool and a and a lesson that I've learned. So, like, I feel like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be able. I would end up doing it again to somebody else if I didn't go through it already. If that makes any sense. So I feel like being able to go through that and experience that and move on from it and learn from it is something that I won't take away, but I also wouldn't have um, gotten back with my 
my wife. Um, do you remember the day that you got divorced? Um, the day that I got uh, the official divorce decree in the mail mm-hmm. was December twenty fourth, two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> uh, I knew there was something I liked I about you. <laughs> the day that I got married, but I do know the day that I got divorced. It was December 12th, 2000, no, December, December 12th, 2012. Hey, for the hey. December divorces. Hey, that's every big game. Um, the, most, the most toxic marriages end in December. Facts, facts. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting time. I I do, however, want to get married again. Um, but I want to take the things that I learned from my first marriage and not uh, duplicate them in another relationship. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Would you want to get married again? Um. So I actually did a podcast speaking on this earlier, not marriage, but um, I feel like for in order for me to get married again, like. I know my worth, so you're going to have to come hard with what you're bringing. I know what I bring to the table. And right. the same thing I'm expecting, I can give. So I feel like um, I've been divorced for five, almost six years. Oof. I feel like I need whoever I'm married to or whoever I decide I'm going to get married to, I need you to be on the same wavelength as me, the same page as me. Like, I need this to be what I want, what I need. I don't want to have stuff this time. So I will, I will, but that person is going to be my soulmate, my best friend, my partner, my love, all that. All of that. It's not going to be, we're not going to be sitting here playing no games. It's not going to be no, you know, we're together, but we're not really together. Like it's going to be a real legit marriage. Some, some shit that, you know, my kids, my family, everyone's gonna be like, okay, they really with each other, like they they in it, right? Um, and I feel the same way. Like I feel like, um, I want to get married again, but I want to do everything the right way. I I have a big family that's been waiting on me to get married and settle down and all this other stuff. So I feel like I want to be doing everything the right way, but I'm not gonna settle. I know what I want. Um. But I also need to work on me before I get to that point, too. So, like, whether I'm... I'm 33 right now. So, whether I'm 33 when I get married or whether I'm 63 when I get married, I want to make sure that I do it the right way. Um, Amen. I don't want to compromise on any of that stuff. But, like, I still feel like there's a lot of good years left in me. There's a lot of good loving to, to give out there. So... Any of y'all ladies out there that's trying to get married, you know, slide in my DMs or something, you know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. Uh, don't do that, because that's just being thirsty. <laughs> uh, but, hey, you know what they say. That's you miss- how marriages. I saw a post, um, a girl posted that she slid in these, uh, this, these DMs, 
and told him he was handsome and was like, oh, you're going to be my son one day. And now they're happily married. So, I mean, I mean don't don't knock it. Facts. And you miss 100% of the shots that you don't you don't take. So, uh, that might be a good idea. Um, I might have to rethink that. But anyways, um, Asia, I appreciate you for coming on my podcast. I appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule with your own podcast. Uh, for being able to be a guest on my show. Um, so is there any last words you want to say to any other people out there? Um, I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate you for listening to my story. It was great. Um, I'm always going to be available to come on your podcast because I'm very big in supporting my friends. Mm. And not even if you're my friend, just you're, you're a black businessman period so i'm i'm gonna support that regardless um you guys when you're done checking out this podcast you know come over and visit my plug yes (laughs) come over and uh check out unapologetically asia and you know i hope you guys have a blessed week a blessed year Mm -hmm. more blessed than what we have been seeing right you know and um i'm very grateful to be here hey Um, for those of you who do follow me on Instagram, follow me at wavywheel2386. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's also wavywheel2386, or it might just be wavywheel23. Hit me up on Snapchat. Um, on there, I am poetic flavor 23 um, But yeah, man, you guys stay safe. You guys stay healthy. You guys stay in the house. Uh, let's fight this coronavirus and let's get back to normalcy soon. Yes, no more house parties, y'all. Facts. Because y'all getting arrested out here in these streets. We're supposed (laughs) to be social distancing. That includes house parties. Right. Um, I don't know. Until next time, y'all stay healthy. Y'all be loved. Y'all be great. Uh, do something different that you never did. Um, heck, shoot your shot. Or don't shoot it. Whatever you choose to do, do it well. Do it love. Um, and let's grow. All right. I'm out of here, y'all. It's like...